2: but before we get into our intriguing content today, please join me in welcoming our featured guest, First Timer on Ron Siegel Radio, Alton Moore, Evolution, Tax and Legal. Welcome. How's it going, Ron? Glad to have you with us. And let remind you: if you ever have any more finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800 306 1990 800 306-1990 or radio.com. Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me. First, there are no
3: operators
2: standing by. I am it.
3: Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting.
2: Well, I do have a great team. When it comes to developing a financing plan, a plan to save you money. I personally work with you. Even if you don't have any needs today, save this number in your phone for future reference. and yes, of course, another beautiful day at Ron Segal Radio. We are celebrating today. I don't know about uh, most of you, but if you are old like me, you probably remember this one. Today is Little Red Wagon Day. How many remember the Little Red Wagons? That's an old-timer. I don't know if uh, too many people are remembering. I'm not sure any of my kids even remember the Little Red Wagon. Uh, I don't know about this one though. Today's National Prom Day. Isn't it a little early in the? Well, maybe I guess under normal circumstances, uh, we would be getting into prom season. But uh, I don't know that there's going to be too many proms this year. Manatee Appreciation Day. Yeah. Crayon Day. Bunsen-Burner Day, I guess, I don't, I don't know if the Prom Day and Bunsen-Burner Day. Do they go together? I, I don't think so. That caused a problem there. Uh, having beaten anorexia, though, there are two different items that we can look at. I don't know if they go together. National Clams on the Half Shell. Okay, I like that one. And National Tater Day. I don't know. Clams and taters. I'm not sure about that combination, but I do move on. Hey, let's take a look at what the markets are doing today. Dow Jones Industrial Average now up 30 points. S&P 500 up 28 points. Nasdaq up 233 points. Oil up 15 cents a barrel. Do you want me to tell you about it? Some people get upset when I tell them about this on a regular basis, just because I don't know. Maybe people don't want to know about uh, the formerly golden state of Calisuela, but. Hey, gas prices, that's correlated to the oil prices in this world. $2.59.2 is the average of a gallon of gasoline. Uh, Not in Caliswela. You have to go to Mississippi for that. How about $3.68 a gallon? (laughs) Not again in Caliswela. That would be from the oil-producing state of Hawaii. Oh, wait a second. I don't think they produce oil in Hawaii. Maybe they do. Uh three dollars ninety cents a gallon. Three ninety a gallon. Yeah, that's what we're paying in Calazuela. 390 is the average of a gallon of gasoline right here in Calazuela. Two dollars eighty-seven point four cents is the national average. So keep on voting the way you're voting and get the what you get. So about uh, last I heard somewhere in the range of about 80-85 cents a gallon of your gas pricing is going to taxes 80 to 85 cents going to taxes well and he's uh, mayor pete i guess now you call him secretary pete Vudovich, uh budovich however you say his name I, i'm not exactly sure he wants to tax us a little more he wants to put a mileage tax on now i'm not sure how they're gonna master the mileage tax i guess you have to Report your your odometer reading at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, and then you get to get taxed on that too. I wonder if you go backwards everywhere, if if that works. I guess I digress. That probably is not the idea here. But I venture to guess when it comes to people trying to beat the system, everything is fair game. But, you know, we want to make sure we're doing things the legal way. We don't want to get in any trouble today or any other day. Speaking of trouble, President probably has a little bit of time on his hands. I should get that song on on our on our playlist here. A little time on his hands. If you want to look at the president's schedule from yesterday, you could probably memorize it. Now most presidents they're pretty busy people. President Biden, though, he had a two o'clock p.m. signing of the PPP Extension Act of 2021. That's it. That was his whole schedule for yesterday. He's pretty busy today. He's got to get on Air Force One, and he's going to go and and do a speech talking about how he's going to blow more of our money, put us more in debt. Oh, yeah, oh no, no, they call that infrastructure, I guess, in some ways. Uh, And, you know, the the president, when he does do his speaking, I guess I should look at this, uh, some of our notes. They're going to call it the Help Is Here Tour. The president's going to Pittsburgh today on the Help Is Here Tour. I'm uh, going to spend uh, talking about, uh, I've heard anywhere from $2 trillion, $3 trillion, $4 trillion. He's going to spend that. He doesn't have that kind of money. right? The president does not have that kind of money. I know he's been in politics for 50 years, and he's made millions. Of, wait a second. He's worth millions and millions of dollars now that he's been in politics for 50 years. As a senator, I think he made uh, somewhere in the range of 150000 a year. Vice president, uh, probably made a little more than that, but he's become a millionaire on those two jobs. Never had another job. How does that work? Scratch your head, see if you can figure that out. But you and I, middle class, we're going to pay for this. I know he says only people over $400,000 a year. They're not going to pay for it, I promise you. They don't cut their lifestyle. They find great tax people. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. They find great tax people that make use of the laws the way they're written, right? The laws are written by politicians, right? Most of them are attorneys. Most of them have friends who are attorneys, trial lawyers, accountants. They figure out how, where the loopholes are. You and I, we can't afford to find those things. I move on. Let's We'll talk about that more in a minute. Vice President Harris, uh, she's on her hyena. Tr- oh, no, I'm sorry. She's just laughing about the student education, and how valuable teachers are. So that was her latest laugh. Before it was about the border, well, she's not too happy with the president. Uh, I don't, you know, he better watch out because uh, you get Kamala Harris on your tail, you might be in trouble. So she didn't like the idea of having the border crisis dumped in her lap. It's like a hot potato. The president wanted, doesn't want to deal with it. The vice president doesn't want to deal with it. But they were sure quick to destroy what was already going on. So she's going to be the diplomatic liaison. I don't know. Maybe she's going to go and talk to the cartels about diplomacy. I I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. But she told the president she didn't want to do what he had her in mind. Nothing like a little air superiority. Uh, Moving right along. Let's see. On the border, yeah. Latest stats Sunday, a couple days ago, 5,767 children taken into Border Patrol custody. 5,767. It's not a crisis. And I know we can't call it a surge. AOC told us we cannot call it a surge because that's a military term. Well, at least it's not racist, so at least we're better off there. Probably about thirty-five to 40,000 children are on their way to the border all under the age of 18 trying to find their kids. Okay, we'll see what happens on that one. Got the trial going on in Minneapolis, although... It's really a waste of time if you follow uh, the folks at the Cannabis News Network or MSNB Heehaw, right? Because they've already come up with the verdict. They don't need to hear the evidence. Why bother with little things like evidence? So they've already convicted Derek Chauvin. Now, he may be guilty. I don't know. I think it's probably wise to listen to both sides of the story let a jury decide. But the Cannabis News Network, they've already got that down, Pat. They know what's going to happen here so let's keep on moving hey here's another story that you will not hear in the mainstream mainstream media last tuesday a week ago two teenage girls age 13 and 15 can't tell you their names tried to hijack a car in washington dc i don't know why i don't want to tell you this because here's the issue here you've got this this doesn't fit the narrative right they had stun guns wasn't an AR 15 or AK 47 or any of those things. So they had stun guns, is what they used. They went and tried to hijack a Mr. Mohammed Anwar's car. He's an Uber Eats driver. Yeah, well, when Mr. Anwar tried to get out of the car, yeah, they dragged him along the road. He's killed. But the two teenage girls, African Americans, killed an immigrant. That's not going to make the news from any place, so we're just not going to cover that one. I won't tell you about all of that that just went on, so that that could cause a problem if we actually talk about that and tell you what's going on in the world today. Uh, But Elizabeth Warren, she's back in the news, attacking Amazon. Have you heard this one? Now, only Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, as some may know her, come about and give you this one. Telling saying, Amazon does not pay its fair share. Now, what is its fair share? Well, you and I know that. It's whatever Elizabeth Warren says it is. But in 2020, Amazon's going to start fighting back now. In 2020, $7 billion in federal tax expense. $7 billion. On top of that, $18 billion in generated in sales tax for states and localities. $350 billion in investment since 2010. 400,000 jobs. But they're not paying their fair share, according to Senator Warren. Amazing. Now, you know something? If that's not their fair share, $18 billion, well, they're just following the tax laws. I wonder, maybe she'll go about changing tax law. And a couple of polls that I think you might want to know about. The cancel culture, Harvard-Harris poll. 64% say there's a growing cancel culture threat to freedom we talked about that in the masters yesterday and saddleback college uh oh uh, we got a problem here saddleback college cannot use the name gaucho anymore because it's a cultural appropriation saddleback college are going to change it i wonder if UC santa barbara is going to have to change their name now too so we'll be watching that for you listening to ron Seal radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about taxes. Yeah, it's tax season. Prop 19, do you want to know about it? Um, yeah, you better because it's in your future. It's actually law now, so we're going to learn a bit about that. We're going to also talk about that featured home today, and it's home ownership still considered part of the American dream. All that and more, you can reach me anytime. Our off-air number, 800-306-1990. 800 306 1990 at ronsiegalradio.com, facebook.com forward slash Radio on Twitter at Ron siegel, And if you miss any part of our broadcast, shame on you. But the replay is available: Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube, Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned, we'll be back in just a few.
3: with Ron anytime you're entering a real estate transaction. Having someone who can answer all of your questions that truly cares about you and your family's best interest is priceless. Call Ron Siegel today and you'll be glad you did. 1-800-306-1990. That's 1-800-306-1990. Or you can visit realestateradiowithron.com for more info.
0: Blue Water Credit Repair is the industry leader in fixing bad credit. Did you know a 40-point increase in your credit score can save you $40,000 on a home loan and 4000 on a car loan? You deserve good credit and peace of mind. Take the first step today and go to BlueWaterCredit.com and register for a free consultation from one of their credit repair experts. That's BlueWaterCredit.com.
2: Trimming of your retirement does not include losing your house. However, due to today's lower stock market, higher medical bills and taxes Many retirees face this very problem. This is why it is necessary that you, as a baby boomer, considering retirement within the next 10 years, understand reverse mortgages and what one could do for you or your parents. A reverse mortgage could make it possible for you or your parents to travel, buy a second home, or start a new business. For more information about reverse mortgages, just call our off-air number at 1-800-306-1990. 1990 or visit realestateradiowithron.com and click the free workshop button
0: are you currently renting a home do you like paying someone else's mortgage payment why not explore the options to purchase your own home can you imagine a 30-year fixed rate below 3.5 percent apr this means with ten thousand five hundred dollars you can purchase a three hundred thousand dollar home and have a principal and interest payment of about thirteen hundred dollars per month what are you paying in rent?
2: The Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. When you're ready for that next home loan, Geneva's got the programs and the products. You just need to make the call, 800-306-1990, 306 1990 Dow Jones now up 25 points, NASDAQ up 242 points, S&P 500 up 2880, 10-year Treasury down just a tick, yield of 1.71, mortgage-backed securities up the bond is up. That means interest is down, just ever so slightly. But why? Well, the answer to that question is pretty simple. The Mortgage Bankers Association today they released their mortgage application data for the week ending three twenty-six, showing that overall application volume decreased by two point two percent. Applications to purchase a home were down two percent. Refinances decreased by three percent. ADP came out with their employment report today, showed that there was an increase of 517,000 jobs. That was what was created in the private sector in March, higher than expectations of 500,000. February's figure was revised higher by 59,000 from 117 to 176,000 jobs. We're looking at also the pending home sales, measures signed contracts in existing homes misleading number it decreased by 10.6 percent in february which was lower than the expected three percent decrease how do you buy a house how do you go into a contract on a house when there's no inventory out there that's what the problem is that's what they don't want to tell you so they'll just you'll hear the headlines today housing housing sector slowing because the the pending home sales came out poor well why did that happen no one's going to talk about the fact that Availability is down 30%. Now, do you remember where we were in March of last year? When you talk about availability being down this far in March of last year, the country shut down. So just remember some of these numbers, especially in the next few months as we move forward. That is the Mortgage Minute today being brought to you by our friends at Geneva Financial. Hey, let's talk. It's tax season. We're lucky enough to. Pull Alton Moore away from all of these all the lovely tax forms, and uh, Alton, I am sure glad that you're with us. I'm glad that you are the tax guru because I started going to school for it when I went to Chapman College. It wasn't a university back then. I was looking <laughs> at a degree in law and becoming a CPA, and I sat there saying all those forms. And I said, uh, I think I'd rather talk on radio. Actually, I didn't say anything about radio, but but you've got it. You've got all
4: that education background, so welcome. Yeah, thank you, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh it's a lot of schooling and let me tell you what, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad I'm uh actually practicing now because uh really sitting in front of a book for that long a time just makes your eyes go um a little a little numb. I don't know how, I don't know how else to put it.
2: <laughs> so what part of the audio do you like the most? Because you probably had to do uh do some overview of different things and and um Where where did you like? I mean, I don't think I could possibly handle being a defense attorney, but I have, I have had some on the broadcast before, but tell me what your thoughts are.
4: No, I mean, to be honest with you, I actually liked criminal law the most. Uh, I mean, in my first year or so when I was at law school, but then, you know, practicality set in, you got to go work for a public defender. You're not making much money. You got to do that for like 10, 15 years. So that just didn't, you know, kind of mix with what I wanted to do. And then, I ended up liking tax law, right? And it's I did accounting undergrad, then just went into that, and it just kind of came naturally for me. So, um, I, I will tell you, there are some really boring subjects: civil procedure, how cases are filed. Man, it's it's terrible. It makes you fall asleep in the middle of class. <laughs> <laughs> that was my problem, and and yeah,
2: you know, that I, I can't read. You know, going in there and trying to listen to a professor talking about tax law and accounting and forms. Yeah, probably wasn't for me. But right now, one of the big issues, uh, big topics that we hear, especially out in the real estate world and planning is this California Prop 19 that I know the California
4: Association of Realtors got behind. I have no idea why, but can you explain that a little bit to us? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with it, but just from a high level, what they did is they changed the property tax reassessment exemptions. So specifically for transfers from parent to child, grandparent to grandchild, and then for those who are seniors as well. So, I mean, in California fashion, right, they, you know, what you used to be able to do is transfer your property with the same property tax basis to your children, right? No big deal. They didn't have to live in it. Now you you can do that, but it's severely limited. And your child actually has to move in the house as their own principal residence to do that. And then if you want to try to transfer like a rental property or something, there's no more transfer basis. That's just completely out the window. So that's one side. And then I would say, unlike California fashion, they actually decided to favor the seniors here. Maybe they realize those are the people who are paying the most amount of taxes, but uh, they're they're allowing them to transfer their property tax basis on a more, uh, on a looser basis. So instead of having to move to the, within the same County, now you can move everywhere in California. You could transfer it up to three times instead of one time, there are some value limitations, but uh, you know, generally speaking, they did loosen that up for the purposes of seniors. But uh, one thing I thought was funny that you'll see in the legislation or just even the policy, you know, the, what California said is that they're trying to combat, um, you know, East Coasters, wealthy East Coasters who are taking advantage of California's property tax laws to pass inheritances or income-producing properties down to their children, which you know, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous or not, but, uh, I think they're, they're, they're missing their message, right? They're hitting the people who are living here in California, uh, the hardest.
2: Surprise, surprise on that one. Right. I mean, uh, California <laughs> wanting to tax us more. That's a, that's going to be a real, a real shocker. Now, yeah. Is there, is there any kind of planning that we can do? And, and I know that there were some deadlines that already passed, but you know, is there any kind of planning? Can I, I mean, Back in the 80s, in order to try and solve some of these issues, I remember we used to put our properties into an irrevocable trust, and then we would just sell the trust. Is that something that's going to be
4: coming back? Is that legal? Is it something that people are doing? So, all right. So there's some varying dates, like you said, that kind of coincide with planning ability. So that parent-to-child transfer or that exemption transfer change, that went in effect on February 16th. So if you were privy to the changes before then, what you could have done is you could have set up uh, an irrevocable trust with special language inside of it um, that you could transfer the property into. You know, you as the the parent or the grandparent could maintain some in incidences of ownership over it, and then you could transfer the property tax basis. So there's some weird nuances that come with it, but there was a planning opportunity. But once February 16th hit, that's now the window you're now subject to this new regime. Uh, for the for the other part that got changed, for the lucid exemptions for seniors, that actually goes into effect tomorrow. So on that side, really the planning is wait until <laughs> April 1st to, to sell your property and buy a new one to transfer the property tax basis. Because if you've already tried to transfer it once, your property taxes basis once, and you try to utilize this new one, but you sell the property that you live in before April 1st, and you try to fall underneath the new exemption, I mean, what's California likely going to do? they are say, "No, no, no! You're underneath the old law. We're throwing that transfer out, and you're not. You're going to have to have a property tax basis reassessed to fair market value again." So, really, that planning is just simple. It's just like wait till after April 1st, and then move and sell your property, and then you'll be able to more easily transfer your property tax basis.
2: Sounds like California's got a real April Fool's for us. But we'll talk more <laughs> about that when we come back with Alton Moore. We're we'll going to also talk about his home ownership, still considered part of the American dream. We've got a featured home for you as well. All that and more, you can reach me anytime. Our offer number, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or ronsegalradio.com, facebook.com forward slash ronsiegelradio. No longer on Twitter, or you can reach and watch the broadcast, Ron Siegel one on YouTube, Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few.
5: We're here with Ron Siegel, the host of Real Estate Radio. Ron, welcome to the
2: studio. Give us insight as to what your show is all about. Hi, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me that question. The reason we developed Real Estate Radio is right now there's an abundance of misinformation out there. So Real Estate Radio is a show designed to give Southern California a focal point for their real estate knowledge, as well as a place to go just in case they might need anything real estate related. So how are you helping people? That's actually pretty simple. People need advice. So it really doesn't matter who you are. If you have any real estate questions, we're here to help. Whether you're buying a home, selling... You're experiencing a loan modification, short sale, foreclosure. There are a lot of things going on in this marketplace. How can people get a hold of you? Real easy. All you have to do is call. The number is 1-800-306-1990. Press option one. Interesting times in the market right now. Where do you think the markets are going from here? That's a great question. All I can say is this.
5: Are
3: you paying rent because you think you cannot afford to live in your dream home? Are you renting because you don't believe that you have the down payment funds to purchase your own home? The Seagull Lending Team at RonIsMyLender.com has up to $25,000 to help qualified people purchase their own home. Amazing interest rates. Contact the Seagull Lending Team today at RonIsMyLender.com. Again, Ron is MyLender.com, license under NMLS 2170 37. Ron is my
0: Are you currently renting a home? Do you like paying someone else's mortgage payment? Why not explore the options to purchase your own home? Can you imagine a 30 year fixed rate below 3.5% APR? This means with $10,500, you can purchase a $300,000 home and have a principal and interest payment of about $1,300 per month. What are you paying in rent?
2: Text S L T Home Digest, to 79564. Find your dream home before someone else does. Is home ownership still considered part of the American dream? Since the birth of our nation, home ownership has always been considered a major piece of the American dream. As Frederick Peters reports in Forbes, quote, the idea of a place of one's own drives the American story. We became a, a nation out of desire to slip the bonds of Europe, which was still in many respects a collection of Fe- feudal societies, old rich families of the church owned all the land, and with few exceptions, everyone else was a tenant. The magic of America lay not only in its sense of opportunity, but also in the belief that life could, in every way, be shaped by the individual. People traveled here not just for religious freedom, but because in America anything seemed possible. Unquote. Additionally, a research paper released just prior to the shelter in place orders issued issued last year concludes quote home ownership is undeniably undeniable easy for me to say undeniably the cornerstone of the american dream and is inseparable from our national ethos that through hard work every american should have the opportunities for prosperity and success it is the mobility, and greater opportunities for their children, unquote. Has the past year changed the American view on home ownership? No. A survey of prospective homebuyers released by Realtor.com last week reveals that becoming a homeowner is still the main reason this year's first-time homebuyers want to purchase a home. When asked why they want to buy, three of the four top reasons or responses center on the financial benefits of owning a home. The top four reasons for buying, 59%, I want to be a homeowner, 33%. I want to live in a space that I can invest in improving, Improving. 31%. I need more space, 22%. I want to build equity. Millennials, they believe most strongly in homeownership. The survey also reports 62% of millennials say that a desire to be a homeowner is the main reason they're buying a home. This contradicts the thinking of some experts, who would believe that the millennials were going to be the first renter generation in our history. A lot of other quotes here, but the bottom line is it's always been and very likely always will be home ownership continues to be a major component in every generation's pursuit of the American dream, give me a call at 800 306 1990 if you want to talk about this or any other concepts. I'll put you in touch with some great real estate people around our community. That is the real time real estate segment, again brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Segal Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find that dream home before someone else does. We're chatting this morning. Arthur Moore is on the line with us. And uh, a a California attorney and CPA. That means he's a smart guy. So we get to chat with him about what's going on and some of these uh, crazy things that are going on. Crazy is my word. That's not his word. I don't want to put uh, comments in his mouth there. But Prop 19, which apparently we've, well, obviously, we voted on last year to tax ourselves some more. I uh, just can't understand some of these things. So, so Alden, before the break, we were chatting a little bit about. Uh, so, if, if one has parents or grandparents still living and they they transfer that property, they get the tax basis. If it's a primary residence, it follows them. What about the cost basis? Does that follow as well, or does it get reassessed to the step up, or how does that work now?
4: Yeah, so the step up rules are still gonna stay the same. So if you receive the property through inheritance, right, you get a fair market, you get a step up to fair market value. If you get it as a gift, right, you're gonna get it as just a transfer basis. So you'll take the same basis as your parents or your grandparents. But I mean, this is a this is a great question, a great discussion I've been having with people lately. It's what's gonna happen with Biden now in office? Because there's a few things the Democrats are proposing. First thing is to uh, lower the estate tax exemption, right? So I think everybody knows right now you're going to have $11.5 million per person. It's supposed to sunset about 5.5 at the end of 2025. But what the Democrats want to do is, you know, lower that or completely eliminate it to, you know, tax higher transfers of wealth. Secondarily, you're also talking about getting rid of the step up in basis. So not only are you going to have this increased tax from Prop 19, when you have a recessed value of, you know, primary residence or maybe even a rental property, now you're not even going to get the step up in basis. So, and it also on top of this, think about this, if they get rid of the state tax exemption, they get rid of the step up in basis, and then, you know, now there's Prop 19 going in effect, California taxpayers are really going to be feeling it when they receive an inheritance. So it's almost a burden at this point in time, because you're going to be on the hook for all those potential taxes. You can't even sell that property you get tax free once you get, once you've uh, received it from your parents so you know things are on the are on the horizon are changing quickly and I get questions about this all the time and you know is it likely I don't know but you know I'm sure you've seen some of these other proposals that have come through with Biden and with the Democrats controlling Congress and the Senate and the house you know I'd say it's likely that these things would go through at least by the end of Biden's term <sighs>
2: Yeah, we're looking at a, a lot of taxes and it's, it fascinates me because you know they, they consistently talk about the idea that there's only taxing the rich. Well, there's, all, there's certainly a trickle down because the rich folks are not going to lower their lifestyle. So they're going to either get rid of employees, pay them less, or go offshore and do things in a different way. They're not gonna, it's not going to cut out. So then when there's not enough money, who's it going to hit? And then on the flip side... there's now this discussion about a big tax break for the rich. Now, no one wants to talk about who gets the benefit of these salt deductions of the limitations on the salt state and local taxes, right? That's the benefits, the rich. So if they get rid of those uh, exemptions that came in during the Trump administration, that's strictly a benefit for the rich and and famous. So it's just fascinates me. And no one wants to talk about it that way. They just say, well, we're gonna benefit everybody. Yeah, we'll hold your wallet. That's that's a little bit different. Different there. So, what about natural disasters? Uh, did they make some changes on that as well in this Prop nineteen? Is that is that handled differently?
4: No. So that that actually is gonna follow the same treatment as uh, the expanded relief for seniors. So so really, right now, uh, underneath the old law or the old property tax exemption for natural disasters. There's varying requirements based upon if you're transferring between intra-county or inter-county, which means you know, within or without two different counties. And they just decide to streamline it and make it follow the same laws for seniors. So essentially now, if you're subject to a natural disaster, you can transfer your property tax basis three times to new residents. Uh, there's some value limitations, but you can also transfer it to any other county throughout California you're not limited to staying, you know, in that same general place where the natural disaster occurred. So they did at least, you know, expand relief for that. And that's I'm sure if you read the proposition and like those little snippets of what each law is about, that's what they try try to hammer upon. It was just providing relief to those people because, you know, California is subject to all these wildfires because of our environmental regulations for not cutting down the old dead trees that we have sitting on our forest. So it's uh, that is actually one good thing I would say and they're going to help those people out which those people do need help you know
2: so how do they define a you know being subject to a natural disaster because you know I I know from the lending world and leading up a private lending team we we end up seeing that natural disasters are declared and they do it by county so when we had wildfires in Anaheim Hills all of Orange County was declared a natural disaster area so we had to go and look at, at homes in Fullerton to make sure that you know to, to make sure that they were safe. Does that mean all of Fullerton then becomes subject to the same benefits?
4: Yeah, that's right. So it's gonna follow that same treatment. So if they declare certain county, certain areas subject to a natural disaster, then they're gonna be entitled to those benefits.
2: That's fascinating because you end up looking and saying, Okay, just off the top of my head in the last three years. Orange County has been subject to a natural disaster. I know Ventura had a natural disaster. Napa—I'm not sure what county that is—they had a natural disaster. Kern County, LA County. So <laughs> you can almost always be part of a, a natural disaster. I mean, it, and, and, and then there's the people that are legitimately affected who need some relief. So you start wondering, okay, how are we going to how how are they going to deal with all of this? It's just baffling yeah. to me as to to where they're going with it.
4: Yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I think this is true with the government most time. Most of their tools are blunt objects, and they're not like scalpels like a doctor would use, right? They just try to hammer the problem over the head with one solution without, you know, thinking about the nuances that come with it. And then they leave that to regulators and courts to decide. They just put something on a piece of paper like, here you go, take it, and then these other bodies go in and more, you know, def- define it later on. And that's, that's, the, that's the whole thing with this Prop 19. There's so many issues about, like, you know, if we're talking about the the, the trick the changes in transfer exemptions for seniors and victims of natural disasters. Well, what happens if you sell your property before the April 1st effective date and you buy the new one after the April 1st effective date? There's, there's nothing out there yet. And in the law or a letter to the BOE, you know, the government's saying that, oh, we're going to define these issues later on. And, you know, likely they're going to define them to the detriment of the California taxpayer.
2: Yeah, that's fascinating. And, that, and we can almost always count on that. And as general, basically what's going to happen is the trial lawyers are going to have a heyday with this. But then again, the courts aren't seeing anybody right now. So then you end up with that, that challenge. And yep. the individual who tries to follow the law, do the exact, you know, to, to be straightforward, they can end up, you know, where they, they follow the law or what they thought was the law but might be changed once they get into that regulation period there or the the clarification period that you're talking about. Yeah. guess that goes to the point of where you need to, to make sure that you've got a great tax and legal professional on your part of your household board of directors. And if you want to meet Alton Moore, give me a call at 800-306-1990. I'll put you in touch. We're going to also get into a featured home. When we come back, you can reach, Hey, is there anything going on with the new, infrastructure bill that we need to know about from a tax standpoint we'll see if alton's got some insight for us on that one as well you can reach me anytime off air number 800-306-1990 306 1990 or ronsiegelradio.com facebook.com forward slash ronsiegelradio no longer on twitter and if you miss any part of our broadcast ronsiegel1 on youtube ronsiegel the numeral one on youtube stay tuned we'll be back in a
5: few
1: Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market,
2: there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message, and I will be delivering it every day on Ron Siegel Radio anytime at 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990. The featured home segment today being brought to you by MyFavoriteLender.net. Where is the home? Who's got it? Maybe we can find out. Maybe we'll talk about it. Will it come on the screen? Ah, uh, there it is. If you're watching us on TV, or if you're on the AM 1490 ABC News and Talk video stream, you're seeing 16042 Marling, Marlington Drive in Whittier. Yeah, Paula Barrett's got this property. Three bedrooms, two full bathrooms, single story. Home has been tastefully remodeled inside and decorated with all the light and bright colors you'll enjoy master bedroom and two other bedrooms living room with wood-burning fireplace one bedroom includes a hallway bathroom one bedroom includes hallway bathroom okay includes a tub shower combo with a jetted tub recessed lighting throughout ceiling fans in every room newer low e windows upscale kitchen uh, upscale kitchen remodel includes high-end KitchenAid, gas stove, quartz counters, white shaker, soft closed cabinets. Oh, a lot of stuff here. Pantry, breakfast bar, facing the dining room. All of that. It could be yours if the price is right. Who did the Price is Right show? I don't even remember that. $750,000. Hey, let's take a look at a little financing and see if you can afford it. With 3.5% down, you're looking at 3055 a month. 20% down, 2695 a month strategically placed. 25% down would be 2372 a month. For those of you keeping score, that's an APR of 4.019, 3.556, or 3.218 NMLS 217037. That's just to keep the, the the compliance people happy. They like us to make sure we share all of that fancy information. Again, if you want more information on this or any properties. Give me a call at 800-306-1990. I'd be happy to put you in touch with Paula Barrett on this one, TNG Real Estate Consultants. Continuing our conversation, Alton Moore is in the house. He, or not in the house, he's on the line actually with us today. We're chatting. But uh, Alton, uh, I I saw this new program came out uh, this morning and probably... Nobody knows what's in it because generally we, we have to operate in under a very, very simple process nowadays.
5: But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it.
2: So they're coming out with this new program. I think the president's going to be talking about it in, I think he's going to Pittsburgh today. Uh, I know he's got a tough schedule usually that might have to push back that one appointment per day that he has
4: a limitation on. But is there anything new in this plan that we should know about that you've seen so far? Yeah, so so really, I I was able to read into some of it, mainly from the, the tax perspective, and it's it's nothing that you know we we haven't seen come from the Biden camp before. I mean, really, uh, to I think it was two trillion. Is that what you said at the beginning of the show of his uh, of his total? I've seen, report,
2: uh, I've seen reports of two and a quarter trillion. Then I saw three trillion, four trillion. You know, what's a trillion amongst friends?
4: <laughs> well, you know how he's gonna try to fund it is through increased taxes. So this is this is something that we've been talking about and seeing from since the time Biden was just, you know, in his incumbency, running for president. Uh, and how they're actually gonna try to fund it is through various tax changes, surprise, surprise, right? So I think some of the big the three big ones that he's hammering or that he's talking about today are increases to the corporate tax rate, uh, the imposition of a minimum corporate tax, uh, almost like the AMT. Uh, and then there's some various other changes that they're gonna hit from the foreign perspective. But, you know, I, I guess the first one to talk about, right, is the increase to the corporate tax rate. Right now it's a flat 21% and they wanna increase it to a flat 28%. You know, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, for me, from a tax advisor perspective, I never really focus on the rate. While it's while it's a consideration, I'm always thinking about how do we reduce taxable income? Cuz 28% of 0 is still 0 at the end of the day. And you made you made a good point earlier where Amazon has like, you know, 17 billion dollars in tax expense. I'm surprised they even have that much. I mean, I work with some Fortune 500 companies. They make tons of money, but they pay they have zero tax taxable income so that means they're paying zero taxes to the government now that's not true with all of them depends upon the industry you know when they started how far along they are in their business cycle but it's just kind of ridiculous because if they want to close the loopholes they would just make everybody pay tax on gross income without any deductions right it, you know so that's that's kind of my own thing on that and um, you know secondarily this corporate minimum tax like,
2: something called the flat tax wasn't that the idea that uh, i think uh, steve forbes had just a flat tax
4: yeah, <laughs> that's right. But, you know, it's ridiculous because they they say they want like, to tax the rich people. Well, they could do it. It's just, it's all a show at the end of the day because there's ways to do it. They're just not, you know, they're never going to really address it because it's not in their donor's interests at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, it just fascinates me. Now, I'm going to throw this at you, Alton, and I, it's just my personal opinion, but I want to see what your thoughts are. Am I all wet or am I onto something? And I, my, my belief is, that regardless, corporations don't pay taxes, they collect them, right? Amazon, you know, if they've got $18 billion in taxes, they just collected that, they increased prices, charged, passed it along from me to, to, went into their account and passed it along to the federal government. So I paid that tax. What do you think?
4: Yeah, no, I, I would generally agree. I mean, it just makes sounds sound business sense. If they're expecting that they're going to have an increased expense, you know how are they going to adjust for it? They're going to these big corporations are going to go to their outside economics team or analysts. And it's like, all right, how can we increase our rates here to be more competitive? Because when you have increased taxes, there's more inflation. Things are just at a higher pace, and so it's just. Uh, I mean, you make a good point. Really, it just always passed through to you and I as the end consumer.
2: Do you see from a tax from a tax planning or a tax uh, expert's opinion? I look at it and say, okay, if we go to a 21% tax rate from 21 to 28, as a business person, I've never been the tax planner. I you know like I say, I went to school a little bit for it and then decided that I like the entrepreneurial world a little better for me. That I said, okay, you know something, I'm just gonna take whatever I can and go find some place to do it cheaper. right? So California has all kinds of, of taxes. On me hiring people, so I hired people in, in India. Right? Do you think that that's what it's going to do is promote people to go and say, Okay, I got a 21% tax rate in the US. I think I'm going to build my business in Ireland or Scotland or something along those lines?
4: Yeah, actually, and that this is something I commonly deal with. So a lot of the work I do is centered around international. So some guys will want to go set up, uh, you know, subsidiaries in a foreign country. Uh, and I, I will say, you know, the Trump tax reform radic- radically changed how international taxes are viewed from a corporate perspective. But essentially, if you're a U.S. company and you want to outsource work, you're probably going to hire independent contractors in India, Argentina, the Philippines, somewhere where it's cheaper to do. And what what the Trump tax reform did is disincentivize to own foreign subsidiaries and actually is incentivizing that foreign companies – are the parent company of US based entities, just because the way that they're going to impute income from these foreign subs. So, you know, it's interesting to see, but you make a good point, you know, that and that's what I commonly see is people are outsourcing these activities to low cost countries as opposed to keeping it here in the US, even though they've tried to structure the, the tax regime such that it would, you know, hurt these companies that do that. There's just ways to plan around it. And I think it goes to your point where you look at a guy like Trump, you know, he's hiring the best advisors in the world. That's why he paid, was it $400 of income tax one year? I mean, uh, I, I worked at Ernst & Young. I've seen all these guys, these high net worth individuals that make hundreds of millions of dollars, but they pay zero tax because they just hire the right people to, to help them out at the end of the day.
2: And those tax, I mean, when you start looking at some of these tax laws and codes and whatnot, I mean, I don't know, they say that the tax code is like 30,000 pages. Right. <laughs> so a working guy like you and me, yeah, we probably don't have the the need to find somebody that's going to know all 30,000 pages. Somebody like Trump, you know, he's looking and he's hiring, you know, maybe 50 people like Alton who are looking at this from a different perspective and saying, OK, well, if you do this, th- you know, these are the effects. And then you go back to say, OK, what's been litigated to
4: figure out what they really meant in the law? Yep. Yeah. No, it's it. You're, you're totally right. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, like I have clients where I'm one of, of a few advisors and we all put our heads together. We all come up with numbers and how do what do we do to change these to get to the best position? And you're right. A guy like Trump can also fund litigation so they could take a position and say, no, IRS, you're wrong. And we're going to fight you in court and we're going to have more resources than you to win this at the end of the day.
2: It's all fascinating to me, and it's amazing how uh, us as the little guy that's just trying to do the right thing, yeah, we're the one that's going to really pay the bill. No matter what they say about the rich paying it, uh, point that finger right at yourself because that's who's going to get all these the, the the bill for this that fourteen hundred dollar check that you just got. Yeah, it came out of your pocket, but you got it. You got to pay five thousand to get that fourteen hundred. Great information. If you want to meet Alton Moore, give me a call at 800-306-1990. We can go on with this forever. But they're not going to let me, as always. I ask you, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to John and Sean, who are engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime. 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Segal Radio.